Welcome to the Mental Health Multiverse. We're your hosts, HB and LB. We'll be breaking down some of our favorite movies and TV shows as they relate to mental health, self-healing, and overall wellness, while also breaking stigmas, shedding light on misinterpretations, and helping you understand yourself a little better. If you're also on a healing journey and enjoy pop culture, stick around. We are so excited about this episode for a few reasons. First, we are officially halfway through our season of MHM. So thank you listeners for being on this journey with us and helping us carry out our mission of helping people feel seen and heard and less alone. Yay. Yay. Um, HB and I have had so much fun doing this and we cannot wait to keep going. That being said, we are going to honor our own needs, schedule, and lives, and and practice what we preach by taking a summer break. So this is not goodbye. This is just we'll be back soon, out of office. Um, but to celebrate our midseason point and the journey we've come on thus far, we have some amazing guests with us. I'm so excited. So without further ado, let's get into it. Um, and Allie, would you like to introduce yourself? Sure. Um, I'm Allie. I'm also known on the interwebs as Regal Rain Cosplay. I have been a party princess for six years. Uh, still can't believe it's been that long. And uh, for the last year and a half of that, I have owned my own princess company, which has been super awesome called Something Royal Party Company. Um, also a cosplayer as well. Love going to conventions, renaissance fairs, all that jazz. And I'm really excited to be here today. Let's go to Meg. Yeah, hi. There we go. Hi, uh, my name is Meg, also known as Megara Hope Cosplay Online. I'm an actress, cosplayer, streamer, and panic attack in a person, as I describe myself to my streams. Um, I was also a party princess for about eight years. Um, I am full into focusing on my acting career at the moment. Um, not at the moment. This is my career. I got to do it now. <laughs> um, but today you woke up and you chose it. <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah. But anyway, yeah, I have been a Disney gal through and through since I was little. Beauty and the Beast was my first um, Broadway show when I was like two or three years old. And that's what jump started my love of performing. So it's kind of gotten us to where we are here. I'm wearing my shirt that says strong female lead on it, which I think was a... Uh, appropriate for today's episode and I'm excited to jump in absolutely thank you <laughs> Amber. hi everyone um, my name is Amber Gordon and um, I I am not a cosplayer but I do enjoy a good renaissance fair and I am through and through a theater <laughs> kid yeah. been doing theater since I was little all the community theater all that stuff thought I wanted to be in musical theater um, and then I realized like how hard it is. So Meg, like hats off to you. <laughs> um, it's definitely a, a struggle, but so is being a therapist and a coach, which is what I am. Um, so I am a trained marriage and family therapist. Um, I am also in the coaching space as well. And um, my qualifications in terms of Disney were that, you know, going through undergrad and graduate and up until fairly recently, I was a full-time nanny as well as a full-time student and a full-time therapist because, you know, we've got to pay those bills, y'all. Um, so I have watched <laughs> a lot of Disney, loved a lot of Disney, um, and it's definitely something that is near and dear to my heart. And since becoming better friends with Marissa, I have had 
finally somebody to like peel back the layers and talk about all of the hidden themes and juiciness um, that is actually within all of these stories and tales and characters. Um, so I'm really excited to be here today. Yay! Thank We're you so, so much for to have you all. Yay, yay, yay. Yes. Whee! Yes. And um, the way that I know uh, Meg and Allie is we met online, like on Instagram. Uh, and it's, I feel like I, I say that good, for good every makeup guest. collabs. Yes. I, it's like every guest we've ever had. It's like, Heather's never met them in person. She only knows them on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, okay. I've but... never met Marissa in person either. So, <laughs> And I haven't met Whoa. Heather. So it's, it's, yeah, a theme. it's a vibe. <laughs> Incredible. Remember that time when your parents tell you don't talk to people you met on the internet? Our generation said, fuck that. <laughs> we really did. Truly. We All like... of my friends are on the internet. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we were, it was like during lockdown um, and there was this group of cosplayers that started a makeup collaboration and we were all, it was, it was just a bunch of cosplayers who wanted reason to, and wanted to feel good and wanted to like, you know, get into cosplay or do makeup or just do something fun. And, um, and so Megan and Allie were both part of that. So that's, that's how we know each other. We Very have some exciting. really good ones going on. Really I get did. them in the, um, like my Facebook memories a lot now. Memories. And I'm like, oh yeah, those came out. We were cool. doing, at one point we were doing them weekly because yep. we were like, we had, it was lockdown. You had nothing else to do. Yep. I just yeah, remember yeah. they tried to do like drawing them out of a hat so we wouldn't like fight over who got what. And we did one all about musicals. And I am a ABBA Mamma Mia girly through and through. That is my <laughs> one of my favorite shows. And that was the one that got drawn out of the hat for me. And everybody was like, oh boy, here we go. <laughs> Perfection. It was great. There was yeah. a lot of glitter. Oh, Mamma Mia. Here we go again. <laughs> <laughs> They're making a third one. I did not I'm gonna know go that. cry in a movie theater again. <laughs> again. Um, well, speaking of how we know our guests, um, Amber and I have known each other, gosh, yeah, similarly since 2020. Um, yeah. I was joining a business a group business coaching program and Amber did my discovery call and it was like friendship at first sight. Yeah, you had um, just gotten Reggie. I had just gotten Reggie. And Reggie he was terrorizing was, your house. He was terrorizing. In the background, she could see Reggie jumping on my counters. I'd be like, Reggie, no, I'm in the middle of the thing. And I'd like grab him, put him in my lap, and he'd run away, jump up on the thing again. I was like, it's um, fine. <laughs> yeah. So we've been through, it's been three years now. We've been through business coaching programs together. We built like a little group thing um last year and we've worked together on so many projects at one point we were seeing each other um every week if not twice a week to for hours on end many hours <laughs> many many hours you know many, it's many you hours. know entrepreneur life am I right y'all yeah exactly <laughs> yep. yeah we've been through yeah. Amber and I've been through so much together and even though we haven't met in person I do feel like we are soul sisters in some way and I'm really excited that you were able to to do this I know it was kind of last minute when I asked you so I'm so glad you're here thank you for being that's here. fine I've like been fangirling over this like podcast since y'all <laughs> like put it out and so like I was like yes perfect my opportunity it's <laughs> like somebody can't make it you need me dun, 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 dun. Um, so, yeah yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> your heroine of the day <laughs> and speaking of that has been the topic of our our first season thus far has been empowering Disney heroines and so if I can put you on the spot and ask you 
each who your favorite Disney heroine princess is, even if we haven't talked about them yet, um, we'd love to know. So Allie, who is your favorite? Always is going to be Anna. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why? I just, I love her spunk and she doesn't have any fear of being herself. And that's what she kind of gives me in a way of letting myself be fun and crazy and just whatever. I don't have to put on an act for anybody. Um, and I love her story. Uh, Frozen is her movie, not Elsa's. And I will stand by that until the day I die. And <laughs> I just, it's hard to explain. I just, I really respect that character and the journey she goes on and the journey she continues to go on in the second movie as well. And even though all of the kids gravitate towards Elsa at all times, she really is the star of that show. I agree. I agree. I would agree. Yeah. 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 Because and technically they... Elsa Elsa's the damsel in distress. Anna's the savior, man. Like Anna's, Anna's the one that yes. actually does all the hard heavy lifting. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And but gets no like good rejection junk. and abandonment and then like, you know, a family secrets like geez like yeah death death yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> yep. Olaf dies in her arms like Jesus <laughs> yeah yes she does have strong what's that song uh oh the next right thing that's what yes we it's a it's a beautiful song I can't listen to it but we we need I, some I, more upbeat songs for my girl please and yeah. thank you we <laughs> truly yes. Jesus we do we do she gets a lot of a lot of sad songs uh um, downers I never really thought about that that's such a good point um nothing I can sing at parties unfortunately yeah I was like, that's like a real big actually like underdog story really it's like the un mm-hmm. the unrealized like talk about Unsung not being hero. able to get the the pat on the back or the credit man like you're doing all this hard work and everyone's like you know but Elsa <laughs> <laughs> Elsa has the powers and she goes through her and she does go through her own journey, but like, oh, absolutely. She does. Anna. Yeah. Dang. Yeah, definitely. Um, Underappreciated. Yes. (laughs) Another point that I wanted to bring up, she is like one of the few princesses that like actually has a sibling relationship because like Ariel has all of her sisters, but they are nowhere in that movie. Yeah. (laughs) Not to be seen. And it's weird because so the other day, I, I like to watch like the sequels and the prequels to the original content. Heather's <laughs> like, why yes. do you do this to yourself? But I, I watched um, the Little, Little Mermaid, Mermaid one. Is the best. It's so good. I've never then- seen it. <laughs> oh, it's so good. <laughs> HB, come on. Um, Second one's great. Third one's meh. Yeah, okay. the Ariel's beginning is like it was weird, but that's when like you see Ariel's origin story, and then you like. The, her, her sisters are more involved and it's just mm-hmm. like it's weird it's like it they don't feel like sisters like they just and it could be because there's so many of them it could be because ariel's the baby i don't know but it, yeah i i yeah. see what you mean about um the sibling even in, even in the animated series like there was very few intertwining with her sisters so i'm like the sisters didn't where is? need to be in the movie honestly it could have just been <laughs> ariel by herself because it's not like the sisters band together to save ariel at any point it's triton versus ursula I haven't really yep. thought about that. They just they, they, they needed that anal- the, the analogy <laughs> for the seven yeah. seas. That's what they That's needed. all it was. <laughs> That's a good point. Wow. Um, Meg, what about you? Um, my namesake. 
Megara from Hercules. I know you've spoken about her on the podcast in the past. Actually, my top three you've already spoken about. So make sure you go back and listen to those other episodes, folks. Um, <laughs> but Megara, her her sass, her independence, her just her feisty heart um, that it has this other layer of softness, of heartbreak, of she fights through all of this stuff. She's being told what to do constantly um, by Hades. Uh, she stands up for herself to a point, but like, you know, he's a god. There's only so much she <laughs> can do. Um, mm-hmm. And just the idea that she fell in love on her own terms. Um, and she was able to just, she's just such this strong, beautiful character. And I think she just wraps it all up of, I'm a damsel. I'm in distress. I can handle it. Have a nice day. That whole thing. And yeah. I think it's I think that's the whole thing. Um, I tie my own shoes and everything. I, I literally could sit here and go through the entire movie if I wanted to. <laughs> um but I I I have such a strong connection to her, not just because of her name, but because of watching it with my older sister growing up. Like we would wear that VHS tape out, like when that VHS was a thing. You all <laughs> yes, yes. we're dating yes. ourselves now. I know. Like, Please no. yeah. <laughs> But Megara, she's up there. She's my, my she's my my number one gal. I love her. Um, you know, princess wise, I'd say Rapunzel and Tiana are my two girls. But like, if we're going full everyone, it's Meg. Mm. Yeah. Um. And Amber, what about you? So I lo- I love my girl Merida. Like love. Um. I think that this is like one of the things where like I growing up like. I'm a little bit older than y'all, I think, <laughs> an elder think so. millennial. Um, and so I didn't really resonate with a lot of the Disney princesses that I was exposed to growing up. So that would have been like Ariel, Belle, Jasmine, um, you know, that Sleeping Beauty, Snow White, mm. all that kind of stuff, yep. like didn't really like resonate. And then um, it was actually one of the few times my family went all together to the movies when I was a little bit older, we went and we saw Brave. And I was like, all right, Disney, now we're getting it together. <laughs> this, is, this is pretty freaking cool. Um, and I just loved like wild, unruly, like, you know, I'm going to like march to the beat of my own drum, family disapproval be damned. Like, and also because of that tenacity, because of that willingness to, you know, go off the beaten path, like that was actually what ended up saving the day and like people's lives, you know? <laughs> um, so I think that it's a really beautiful story about a literal illustration of like intergenerational trauma, AKA curses mm-hmm. um, and things like that. Um, and just also what beauty and magic there is when you really decide to align with your truth and stick to it. Right. Because like, we're all given a specific, you know, purpose, mission, character traits, all that stuff um, so that we can do what we're here to do. And I think that that character in particular really exemplifies that. Yeah. Yeah. I was late to the brave train. Um, I don't know well, why. Welcome, welcome aboard. Yeah. <laughs> I watched Brave for the first time in like 2019. I can't remember when it came out, but yeah, I was like, oh, this is great. Yeah. Are you really? Yes, really. Yes, really. Uh... Same same time I watched. I watched Rapunzel and Ray and Brave. It was like right as is that when Disney Plus came out? I can't remember. Yeah. 
I think it was like right right when Disney Plus came out is when I finally watched all the Disney movies that I had never seen before just because I didn't see them in theaters. The first thing I watched on Disney Plus was Hamilton. Uh, yes. Same. <laughs> <Amazing. laughs> and I haven't finally stopped. got on the brave train, but yeah, I was I was watching Hamilton on repeat. <laughs> One of my favorite princessing moments actually involves Brave in a way. Uh Meg, you were half there for this. Um, I think I might have told it about uh told you about it afterwards. But oh, it I was... know what you're talking about. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so uh Meg and I both used to work for the same company. And I was leaving, I was moving away, going to start my own business, that sort of thing. And that summer, or usually in the summers, they would do like a day camp with a different princess every day. And uh, I was the assistant that day. There were only two little girls for that session. And Meg was Merida. And at the end of the day, um, Merida had gone home back to Scotland. And I'm just out in the, uh, like the yard area of the building we were in. Uh, the kids are running around and I'm sitting there in this beautiful sunshine. I am moving on to this next passage of my life. And as they're running around into the open air, which is like the song that plays when like Merida's like in the river with her mom, like doing the fishing and all of that is playing. And I'm like, could this be more perfect? It was so, I almost sat there and cried and these kids would have stared at me, but I was like, and it was just on shuffle like it just it happened happened. I was like this is the most beautiful moment these two little girls just running around the sunshine in their Merida dresses having the best time and I'm like and I'm leaving all right I also want to I didn't know that those types of camps like existed this gives me like hope for when I have children because I'm like where am I going to send my like most likely neurospicing <laughs> rule breaking, you know, meet, march spike. to the beat of their own drum. There's freaking mirror to camp. That's great. Like, <laughs> there, That's we so did cool. one day where it was a star Wars day, but like no kid understood star Wars. I was there as Ray and no, the, the poor director of the camp tried to explain like who Luke, Leia, Vader, all of that was in like five minutes did not work uh there was a point where they weren't quite sure who I am but they referred to me as princess ray for the most of the day and I'm like man I'll take it gimme <laughs> princess ray <laughs> Meg you um reminded me that I did not list our previous topics um so as Meg said we have talked about your top three Megara, Tiana, and Rapunzel. And thank you for the plug for referring people back to those episodes. Um, Go on back. Go back. (laughs) So for those of y'all who don't know um, or haven't listened to our podcast thus far, um, these are the princesses we've talked about. We've talked about, or heroines, excuse me. We've talked about Moana, which was HB's favorite princess. Mulan, who was my favorite. Megara, Rapunzel, Esmeralda, Cinderella, Pocahontas, Tiana, and most recently, Snow White, just kidding, after this episode or before this episode, Ariel. Ariel will have yes. been our most recent yes. princess. Um, yes. So in a lot of these episodes, we've talked about, you know, empowering takeaways from our favorite characters, from the movie. So Meg, I know you have to go soon. So I'm going to ask you first. Sure. Is Hercules your favorite Disney movie because Megara is your favorite heroine? If so, what are some empowering takeaways you've, t- you've gotten from the movie? And if not, what is your favorite movie and what are some empowering takeaways? <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. Dang, now um, I have to think. So 100%, Hercules is my favorite Disney movie. Um, it is my 
it is one of my favorite movies overall. It is one of my comfort movies. Um, a couple of weeks, uh, like a month ago, planets aligned very similarly to how they do in Hercules. So I went, guess what I'm putting on? Um, so put it on and I just, I automatically feel so good. A lot of the takeaways, not just with Meg, but with Herc himself are becoming more of just a stronger you and being you. And sometimes you go off that path and that's it. You see it in Hercules with zero to hero where he thinks he's going on the right path to become this strong God, this immaculate being. And he's going off the beaten path because he's doing what he thinks he needs to do rather than what he actually has to do. And I think these stories are just so special in the sense of finding who you are as a person and what I think is special about Meg is Meg knows who she is. Meg knows that she is this strong, independent woman. Um, she's obviously, again, had her heart broken. And oh, I, just, I love this movie so much that my brain just goes, um, <laughs> <laughs> that's all we needed. <laughs> it's, 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 it's just so special. And it, to, like kind of what, what Amber was saying, um, the princesses we grew up in the the renaissance is that that was when yeah. we were young that we had ariel we had bell and all of these like you take away the princes you take away everything you can get a strong female character from every single one of these princesses and i don't want to mm-hmm. hear anything else about it i don't want to hear no 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 <laughs> she needed the prince she did not i could tell you one thing about every single princess if i wanted to yes but yeah i think that's why meg was she was just so different her sass she stood up to people in a like a lot of the other princesses are very soft and in in their in their way of commanding where Meg was mm-hmm. loud and she was proud about it and I think that as someone who also is neurospicy um mm-hmm. and was very loud and rambunctious I think she was very special and as we were talking about it I was trying to think I was like who on this list who who have who haven't you guys talked about and someone that kind of reminds me of a mini Meg is Vanellope from oh Wreck-It Ralph. Yes. Ah, yes. A very absolutely. loud and proud girl who loves being who she is. But if we go back kind of to the mental health track, she, the depiction of mental health with Vanellope and her glitches, you could do a whole episode just on that and you should, um, but she's just, it, <laughs> to see the the parallels between my favorite characters are just these strong independent girls um is special so yeah back to your question because the neuro spicy <laughs> made me go off track um you're on track you're good <laughs> i hercules favorite movie it's empowering um yeah it's not necessarily accurate to greek mythology but it's um, <laughs> close enough for disney standards close yeah, enough yeah, yeah. for disney standards we don't have to talk about Zeus. Um, <laughs> Yo. But, um, but yeah, it's like all, all of the female characters in there are special and loving. And I think that's the number one is that every single female character that you guys have talked about in your podcast that you have yet to talk about is at their core, just a loving, beautiful character. Um, and I think it's very special that we get to grow up in a time where these characters exist in the way that they do. That was so beautiful. <laughs> yeah. 
No, truly. Very, very beautifully said. Thank you. Um, you should do a TED talk. That was great. <laughs> well, you should start a podcast. Um, <laughs> truly, no, that's such a good point. And that's exactly why that was like definitely the inspiration behind this first season was you know, there's a lot of stigma around mental health. There's a lot of stigma around Disney adults. There's a lot of stigma, especially around Disney princesses, because yeah. a lot of people are like, they're just damsels in distress waiting for people to save them. And as we've pointed out in a lot of our episodes, and especially with Meg, like, absolutely fucking not. <laughs> like, they oh, are, yeah. like, maybe the princess, the princes gave them the opportunities to, you know, take control and have a little bit more choice and autonomy and take power into their own hands. But at the end of the day, it was them. Doing 100%. the saving, saving of mm -hmm. themselves, saving the princes, saving the world, you know? Um, so, you know. I also feel like most of the princesses that we've at least talked about so far, most of the heroines that we've talked about so far, have done a lot of the, like, actual physical saving of someone else, too. Oh, 100%. Like, Meg like, literally pushes her out of the way and takes a falling column to the body. <laughs> like, yeah. 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 Yes. Exactly. Yeah. But then it's like, oh, but Herc saves her from the underworld. She didn't. Okay. First of all, the she reason didn't she's there is to save him. Like, great. <laughs> like it's great. Yeah, yeah. That you know she lives and stuff. But like she also did it. She sacrificed herself knowing that she might not yeah, come exactly. back from that. And and so she saved him one hundred percent. I'm going to hop off, and I cannot wait to hear what Allie and Amber have to say uh, the rest of the podcast, and I look forward to hearing the rest of it. I will talk to you guys later. Bye. Thank you so much. Bye. It was so nice to meet you. Nice have to meet one. you. Amber, what? Who? Your turn. <laughs> Mulan. Mulan, hands down. Mulan, and not just because it's your favorite, Marissa, and I love you so much, but like, that is one of those movies where like, I actually, I have a like hype playlist and like, I'll make a man out of you is like on this hype playlist. Like yes. th there is something about like, I can be like down in the dumps being like, I can't do anything. Right. Like this is horrible. Right. And it's like, let's get down to business. And I'm like, okay, you're right. We can do this. <laughs> um, right. And I, I think about that. I'm like, if Mulan can leave her family without their permission, <laughs> Right. And like pop off her beautiful, beautiful hair and go and, you know, disguise herself and put herself through all of these like grueling tasks to essentially like save her family's honor, basically like single-handedly defeat the freaking Huns, you know, like, and, like single-handedly, single-handedly. And like that, the, the, the Huns, the, that whole part of the, they're freaking scary, yo. Like you think Scar is scary. You think Jafar is scary. Like, no. No, like I'm blanking on his name now, but the, the leader Sean of the Yu. Sean Yu, thank you so much. You know, with they his, tried like, to have a they tried to have a walkabout of him in Disney World. Right? Oh god, yeah. But like no. terrifying, absolutely terrifying. So like I remember seeing that as a child and I was like, oh my god, don't come for me, please. Um, <laughs> you know, the bird I thought was kind of cool, even though he was, you know, creepy too. But um, but real I was like, wow, like you you really are not gonna freaking give up. You have like everybody against you, everybody telling you you can't, every no one believes in you. You're literally like covert ops you know, the man who you secretly love, who also secretly loves you too. Like you're <laughs> risking him ever caring about you or being able to be with you. Like that to me is like, you are putting yourself and what you feel to be right above everything else. And I know you guys talked about this in um, the episode and 
it really is one of those things where in terms of like, yes, I love Merida and I love Brave. It's a really great movie. But in terms of like the the one that really kind of like lights my fire, it's going to be Mulan hands down every day, all day. Mm. Love me some Mulan. Yeah. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's funny you mentioned the bird just because in our Snow White episode, I mentioned <laughs> how it's so interesting that you know, the, the heroines or the princesses are always associated with like fuzzy, cute forest creatures and like the little bluebirds. And then the villains are always like vultures and ravens and hawks <laughs> and like and crows. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. Um, I love your answer, not just because it's, you know, my favorite princess, but um I I all of the things you said, all of the things we talked about in the episode, I think Mulan was kind of the like end of that renaissance era where we were finally Mm. like Mm -hmm. straying away from i'm a pretty pretty princess and like you know not that they were damsels in distress either because in the cinderella episode i we we go into all of those myths and stuff but yeah i think it was less about like oh look at how pretty and look at the animation it was more about like this lady we're gonna fuck up some story people. yeah yeah and that's <laughs> and, I mean I also like as a therapist like a big part of what I do is identity work and like just like you know that theme song of reflection like you know does my reflection show who I really am inside like does it you know like or, how or does it though do you need therapy <laughs> to like answer that question most of us the answer is going to be absolutely hell yes you yes, do yes um because yes. you know all we were all given narratives about who we're supposed to be much like Mulan right but it doesn't resonate with who you really feel you are inside um so I just feel like again I could go on and on there's so many takeaways there and just you know so you know HB Moana's second choice there if you would like given me you know a rundown <laughs> Moana she's in second place but for me you know it's, it's gonna be Mulan <laughs> no I feel it that's such a good point too about you know reflection I don't remember if we talked about in the episode but um I do think sometimes we look in the mirror and it's even like sometimes it's not even like do we like who we see in the mirror and it's like we go into it with these expectations about who we're supposed to see and I like how I think that's kind of Mulan's um at the beginning that's like what Mulan is kind of does is she's like when will my reflection show who I who I am, but it's more of like who I'm supposed to be, like who all of these people and the narratives are saying mm. I'm supposed to be and when will that reflection look like that? And then by the end, it's like, oh, this is this is me. Short hair, tomboy, you know, fucking people up, killing Huns, defeating a whole army. Saving, saving the China. entire country. Exactly. Yeah. Becoming yeah. BFFs with the emperor. Yeah, truly. I, um, I loved that. So cute. That, that so, so cute. Buddies. Yeah. Yeah. Um, like you know they're having like weekly lunches together yes. from like from then on then yes. on they're you know they're probably watching like bravo reality tv together like yeah you know. amber what you had to say kind of like reminded me or like gave me a thought which is that i feel like it, it, it's actually a com- combination of what meg said and what you said amber is like i think that each disney princess or disney heroine um not only just the ones we've talked about so far but like just in general um they're so unique in their own way that they serve a different purpose whatever it is that you're like looking for and so like with 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 Merida it's obviously like that you know rebellion and bravery and just like and then with Mulan it's a little bit more about like the fight and like fighting for what is right and what you believe in and I feel like each 
each heroine in their own way can serve a purpose whatever it is that you need or what you're looking for Mm. like you can find that Mm. in in her or in one of them um which I think is really cool and that is the beauty of Disney magic (laughs) (laughs) um Allie what about you um so I when I was younger I attached myself to Esmeralda actually I love I am so here for this conversation yes (laughs) so I actually um I had like a little plastic set of toys that had all the Disney princesses but the one that I specifically loved was Esmeralda I couldn't say her name fully when I was little so I just called her Ezzy that's all I could say that's so so cute that's what she was and actually funny enough so it like the toy broke a long time ago, but I randomly, when I was cleaning out my stuff to move, I found the tiny little tambourine that she had. That was, and I was just like, oh my God, I know what this is from (laughs) and had a moment. But I absolutely, one of the things I love the most about her is that like Meg, she is not afraid to be who she is, to have that strength and power to stand up especially to the men around her which like isn't a thing you typically see in the Disney universe like stuff like that like not only does she stand up to Frollo but at the beginning as well to Phoebus um Mm -hmm. like the scene of them in the cathedral is so great I love that scene and also she has one of the most underrated Disney songs uh God Help the Outcast is so beautiful it actually came on in my car the other day and I just vibed for a (laughs) bit but I love the strength that she has the sass that she has and how she's not afraid to share that and but I think the most important thing was that she treats Quasimodo like an equal whereas like you see every time he interacts with Frollo, Frollo treats him like a child, like a lesser being. Whereas Esmeralda's like, no, like you're my friend, you're a person. Like, even though you're this mysterious person that people have only heard rumors about, like, no, you're a person. Like, mm-hmm. and one of my favorite moments, honestly, is after like when she cuts him free from the robes and just screams out justice. That's best part of that movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um and the strength and tenacity that comes with that I I love for that character and she's very sure of herself and who she is yeah and she's so so protective of her people she is absolutely she is like Mm -hmm. a leader of her people and a protector Mm -hmm. of her people and I I I like like I was just saying, like they all serve a purpose like in that way she's one of the strongest Disney heroines because she is like so in the in the lead and in charge and and believes that everyone should be equal yes Um, yeah it's really cool because even thinking about you know we've talked about Anna we talked about Merida we talked about Esmeralda Mulan Moana like all of those characters knowingly put themselves in danger for a higher purpose or for a greater cause Esmeralda um, almost yeah. got burned at a stake, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, and like, also, movie. even like there's an <laughs> obviously like underlying theme there, like content warning of like Frollo has some like malintent there. Yeah. Like, you know, there is some sinister ulterior motives at play. 
um, as a child watching that movie. I just didn't like him as a person. As an adult watching that movie, I'm like, oh my goodness. Um, <laughs> and then also, you know, community theater, I was actually in a production of Hunchback of Notre Dame, like hey. in a theater. Yeah. Um, I, I had no significant role, but, you know, I, you know, <laughs> did play like in the choir and it was a very, um, impactful experience, but I got to watch the whole show over and over and over again and watch these like really like moments where like every, it didn't matter that I had seen the show so many times. Like every time there was like that interaction, I found myself being like, don't hurt her. Don't hurt it. Like I was so scared for Esmeralda, but like Esmeralda's like, yo, I know that you could really like fuck me up, but like I don't fucking care. Like I'm yep. here. I'm gonna like stand up. I'm gonna do what I need to, even if it causes me harm, even if it costs me my life. I would rather die trying and fighting for what I believe in than, you know, just sit mm -hmm. passively in the safe zone and know that there's all these injustices going on. I can't stay quiet. Um, mm -hmm. And that I think is a really powerful theme that we see, especially in that movie. And then, you know, even in Mulan, it's, it's there yeah. as well, where there is like this theme of injustice, um, actually in Hercules um, too, now that I'm thinking about it. Um, it's all connected. It, it, is. it is. It's a circle. circle. <laughs> um, <laughs> a circle of life. <laughs> yeah. But I just like, I think about that a lot because leadership's kind of, that's my, that's my jam. Um, and I'm just thinking about like, what amazing leadership, you know, in these heroines to be able to just be like, look, this could literally cost me my life. And I feel like that's downplayed a little bit because, you know, they are intended to be children's movies. Um, of course they're going to make it. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I don't know if I'm going to make it through this, but like, I am going to sacrifice for, I, for what I know to be right. Um, even if nobody stands with me and that, that's really powerful. Yeah. I like what you said about not staying quiet because as soon as you said it, the song that they added to the live action version of Aladdin uh, came into my yes. head. I think it's literally called Speechless. I Won't Stay Quiet. Uh, Speechless is what, oh yeah. And, yeah. and that's one of her lines. It's like, I won't stay quiet and you won't see me dry. Do you not know this, Marissa? I love this LB? song. I don't you know this song. I don't think oh. I do. Oh, you gotta I've go only, listen. I've only seen the live action got, once. Well, if you saw it, then you at least heard it once in the movie. <laughs> yes, okay, fair. Good point. Fair. It's, it's Jasmine's it's Jasmine's big song that they added because she doesn't have a song no. to my knowledge that, that I can think of. Like she sings in a whole new version. world, but it's not hers. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. so for the live action, they gave her her own song and it's yeah, it's called Speechless. And it's about how she feels like she's always being silenced and she's finally like mm giving herself a voice so it, again it's all connected even though we haven't talked yeah. about jasmine yet yeah that's like uh, i really broadway, like that song the yeah. broadway version of uh lion king where they've uh yes. nala the shadowland you shadowlands know? is gorgeous yes yeah Man, that's like they so should have so many songs they okay. should have put that in the live action yeah honestly they the should have put that in the live action live action yeah 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 lion yeah, king yeah. <laughs> Yo. animated live action <laughs> the completely no CGI animals were harmed action. in the making of this y'all could have just gone out into animal kingdom and let them do their thing and then just mocap them I'm out so, my most the, the most disappointing thing about that movie is that scars song didn't exist they yeah. played like the they played like the the like boom the instrumentals of it that, for yeah. like a moment and then it like passed and I was like what you can't you can't, you can't you like couldn't, 
well I just reinserted I was was so upset um but anyway yeah we're we don't need to talk about Lion King (laughs) but we can Um, we will at some point we could put Nala on the list (laughs) put put Nala yeah oh I wanted to say too like one of my um to go off the part of the question of like the other favorite movie and stuff like that my top favorite Disney movie of all time is the Brandy version of Cinderella. Oh, yes. I was going to love that. Too. <laughs> that, that. That movie is the reason I am a performer. Um, that made me want to do musicals. And that I absolutely love that movie. That is a comfort movie that I can quote from beginning to end. And I loved that version of Cinderella specifically because of the hope that she had constantly of she's just like yeah this is the situation I'm in but I'm gonna make the most out of it and that's okay and it's always gonna keep getting better and one of my favorite moments is like when she is in the market with the prince she doesn't know he's the prince obviously but he she says like, I just want to be treated like any girl wants to be treated. And he says like a princess, I suppose. And she just stares him down and goes, <laughs> no, like a person with kindness and respect. And I'm like that, that right there. Mm. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. I gotta rewatch that movie. <laughs> yep. Yes, you do. Yeah, I literally, I, I was like, I was like, note to self. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the day it came on Disney plus, I was so excited and Me too. I'm also not going to lie, uh, they are bringing back Paula Multivan and Brandy to be in the Descendants movie that's coming out and yeah. as Cinderella and the Prince. And I screamed. I cried. Yeah. Because yeah. the funniest part is, so like being a party princess, I've done a lot of Descendants parties and I was so sick of it. I was so done. And... I was like, I'm not watching anything else that comes out. I don't have to do these parties anymore. Like now that I'm in my own company, I'm like, I'm not going to do these anymore. I'm done. And <laughs> I don't have to watch it anymore. And then they announced that. I was like, God damn it. It's like they suckered me back in. in. <laughs> I was like, I want. And I was like, y'all are doing this purely for the parents who were in my generation who grew up with that. I actually, my first ever musical that I was in we my school did Cinderella. It was our first musical in twenty years. Rogers and, and Hammerstein. <laughs> yes. Oh. Yep. And I got to be the stepmother. And my director literally asked me. She's like, Alex, do you know who Bernadette Peters is? And I'm like, Yes, I do. She Absolutely. just goes, Do that. <laughs> she just goes, Do that. I'm like, What done. a dream for somebody Looking to literally done. tell you to impersonate Bernadette Peters. Like, um, <laughs> basically, she just goes, Do amazing. that. I'm also, like. Have any of you seen Bernadette Peters lately? The woman literally has not aged. Like has, wow. there is there is some actual witchcraft going on over there. <laughs> I am here for it. I am about it. I don't know what Bernadette is doing, what planet she was, you know, teleported here from. But, you know, Bernadette, <laughs> if you listen to this episode, I'm just going to will it out there into the universe. Like, please let me know what your skincare routine is. I would really, really love a tip or two. Thank you. If she listens to this podcast, I think LB and I would pass away. <laughs> <laughs> we just tweeted at her. But can we, we also Bernadette- talk about how yeah. her song in the movie is not from Cinderella at all? Her no, song it's not. In the, in the Cinderella movie is totally from something else. I can't remember off the top of my head. I but don't- it's definitely 
it's it's Rogers and Hammerstein, but yeah. they're like, we can't have Bernadette Peters in a movie and not have her sing. So sure. Yeah. Let's give her a song. Mm. It fits so <laughs> wonderfully though. And honestly, like in my own little corner is mm. such a beautiful song. And also it gives that like full idea of imagination and it kind of being okay to have an imagination, even when like, at least from my tiny, like five-year-old stance watching this, like Cinderella was a grown up, and yeah. she still had that imagination to play those games and to think of those beautiful worlds and things. And I'm like, that's wonderful. It is wonderful, but I will say that now as an adult and a therapist, I'm like, oh, you were disassociating because yeah. you couldn't deal with your traumatic life. Like, okay, like that is that is what was actually happening there. Like imagination is beautiful, wonderful, but then like you are living in an abusive situation and you literally need to create an alternative reality that you're existing in so that you can survive the oppression and abuse and basically being treated like a slave yeah. by these people who are your family and, members yeah i think that's yep. the, the not to bring the this. mental health in but like i just got yeah, that's what we do yeah no totally yeah. hello have you heard what this is called yeah i know i know <laughs> i was actually just thinking about that i was like wait they knew i was a therapist when they asked me to be part of this why do you think they invited you <laughs> we literally have a living breathing disney princess and a therapist you you picked your guests really well i wonder why amber to your point i think the key word there is survival, right? And that's something we talked yeah. a little bit about, mm -hmm. I think, in our Cinderella episode and in a lot of um, episodes, because a lot yeah. of the heroines do kind of uh, imagine or fantasize about different realities that are usually better than the situation they're in. And I think that is the key word is sometimes we hear dissociation or or whatever and there's like a negative connotation but I think at some point we also have to recognize that like that is how people have survived mm -hmm. such experiences mm -hmm. and if that's mm -hmm. what got you through to the other side fabulous wonderful I'm glad you had that like thread to hold on to yeah no and that's like it is our bodies are incredible like absolutely incredible they are designed to do one thing and that is to survive our physical bodies are our mental you know bodies are um, so like the fact that we have so many tools that are just at that default setting going to like kick in and help us to do what we need to do to make it through is absolutely amazing. And I think that that's also where it's very interesting watching these movies as a child and then watching them as a young adult. And then obviously now I'm like, you know, a bit of an older adult, whatever, um, elder millennial. <laughs> Let's just, we're just sticking yeah, with yeah, that. Yeah. <laughs> um, and obviously I've been like working as a mental health professional for uh, over 10 years now. And I'm able to look at these movies through a different lens. And, you know, it's really interesting to me how many times like we are glorifying things that are really actually like not okay mm. um and even like Cinderella is I think a really beautiful example of this where somebody is in a really like abusive situation essentially and also depending on the version of this movie or show or musical or whatever that you watch like there's a gradient there in terms of like how quite how horrible uh Cinderella's mm -hmm. situation actually is and the only way that she's able to get out of it is essentially somebody buying her freedom right and it's not like necessarily in a monetary exchange but like she does not have the resources and the support to leave that situation on her own 
She literally needs somebody to come that has authority greater than her abuser to come and remove her from the situation. Yes. Um, And that's, that's really like a heavy topic if we actually think about it. No, totally. And I'm so glad you said that because I think people look at Cinderella and they're like, oh, the prince saved her. But I love how you said that. It was someone who had greater authority than her stepmother that gave her the opportunity mm-hmm. to leave because that's that mm-hmm. is how she could have left and it it does suck that like it was her freedom was you know bought with marriage but <laughs> you know yeah and we're well, like you know it seems in this story that the prince is nice but like in a lot of real life examples of this somebody will literally go from abuser to abuser yeah. because like that's their only way out you yeah. know this is like one of those magical uni- unicorn situations where like the prince really does seem to like be here and like they're they're breaking intergenerational cycles and all that amazing stuff. There is no domestic violence in Cinderella's marriage with the prince, yeah. we hope. Um, you know, all that, all that stuff. But like in reality, it's where we blame victims of abuse a lot um when they can't quote unquote do better for themselves. And we realize like that's because they don't have the resources. And I think that that's like a really prime example of like Cinderella like couldn't just walk out and leave. What, where would she have gone? What would she have done? How would she have fed herself or made money? Like she had no choice. And chances yeah. are, even if the prince was not such a great guy, she probably would have left with him anyway, because maybe it would have been a, at least a little bit better than the reality that she had known, or maybe at least it would have been a little bit better for a little while. So it's just kind of like adding on those layers of reality on top of these movies when we watch them as adults that I think is really interesting for me and that's also where like when people say that they're like Disney adults I'm like that is amazing like I actually don't identify as a Disney adult I know you know but no like hate got love for everybody um but I think that that's also where like how are you engaging with these movies like as an adult like is it really like you know being able to go back into that like child mind which is also very helpful and beautiful and amazing but also like what can we bring from those movies now with that adult lens that we can actually use them to inform teach educate and empower ourselves and even that's like- my ted talk yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> i was like you should have and written our blurb you can like, clip that <laughs> if you want to <laughs> and even like coming back from an adult perspective like watching the little mermaid again as an adult like half the time you're like, no, Ariel, your dad's right. <laughs> right. But as a kid, you're like, don't listen to him. Basically it's where the prince is like, go follow. Yep. Go Eric's up yep. to the <laughs> land. Yeah. No. Yeah. Side note. You are 16. Side note. <laughs> side note about Little Mermaid. So we just recorded that episode and then I got like down a Little Mermaid rabbit hole and I watched the sequel. I love it's about sequel. her kid. I love her sequel. I didn't realize she had the kid at 18 yeah wild um and wild the main is- plot of the show or the movie takes place like 12 years later because it's about the kid and she's like 12 now or something but yeah i'm like oh she oh, is she canonically yeah yeah she's canonically the only princess to have a child yes oh yeah really yep yeah oh that's really yeah. interesting yeah but also you know again if we're really thinking about things with that adult lens like why would you want legs so badly? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. I see what it's you're going it's... for there. Hey, y'all. I see. <laughs> so you can spread them wide. No, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, 
thinking about this even deeper now, right? Because I'm thinking like how many women feel like they have to actually trade their voice away for being able to be seen as a sexual being, huh? Hmm. Okay. Right. So like, I'm like, now I'm like going real deep with this. We are down a rabbit <laughs> hole. She is like just yeah. shaking her head. I would but say I'm though, thinking about that, like, hmm. We, we do t- address this in the Ariel episode too. Oh, I'm so I glad. Think, I can't wait to about- listen. But you do have me thinking in terms of like the the legs and the the lust aspect of it is like, I think one thing, even though it's kind of messed up that Ariel was only 16. So to have this thought, I'm going to like, I'm just going to make a note of that and be like, I'm having this thought and also recognizing that Ariel is only 16. But I think that lust played a big factor in her being in love with Eric. And I also talked about this in the first episode too, because she saw him once and decided she was in love with him. Which, like, sure, that happens in all, all the Disney movies, whatever. But um, what we discussed in the episode was like, oh, no, honey, you just were in lust with him <laughs> because he is a very attractive man. <laughs> the only man um, you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, the only yeah. one you've ever seen. And everyone else on that boat w- couldn't light a candle to him. Like, <laughs> <laughs> this is true. And also he was the prince. There was a statue of him on the boat. Like, of course, he's the one who you're going to be looking at, right? um and she kept so, that thing <laughs> she did she sure did until her oh, daddy man. destroyed it oh ariel <laughs> what were you doing but that's that like statue, now that we're honey. talking <laughs> <laughs> well flounder got it for her so again another move thing that i asked the same question. question uh yeah she was she was in lust and so yeah when you're in lust you think differently than when you're yes. in love and yeah Oh, different yes. body parts are thinking. <laughs> different body parts, you know, different neurotransmitters, different hormones, different all the things. Like, yeah, so the different all the things. Online or yeah. offline, the things that should be like offline or online. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And especially at sixteen, like, oh my gosh, like hormones. <laughs> yeah, a raging. Okay. You'll you'll have to just listen to the episode because yeah we go we go into that about like of course I cannot wait to love. listen I'm like and obviously we're recording this and I'm like yeah this will be out after that one but I'm like I'm like I'm gonna go back and <laughs> yeah listen because I don't know I don't know how you guys talk about this every week my brain now is like exploding like literally exploding I'm like everything I taught was a lie everything I know is a lie everything they told me was a lie. We feel like that every week, especially after watching the movie and having it be like the first time you've watched it since like adulthood. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, Snow White for me blew my mind. I was like, I loved this movie as a kid. Who was I? I don't even recognize myself. (laughs) Actually, to be fair, Snow White always made me uncomfortable and I never understood why. I never really Really? enjoyed Snow White. Good for you. Good for baby child you. That's why yeah. you became a therapist. You... <laughs> it was in just... my bones, in my blood. <laughs> Had nothing to do with my dysfunctional family on top of it. Hey, um... <laughs> and I will say this too, like it's really interesting to me and I don't know if any of you experienced this as well, but I remember growing up, I had this like ingrained thing in my head that once you turn 16, your life is gonna be amazing. Like it's, that's going to be the best thing when you turn 16. Like whenever I would play pretend, like I always be like, oh, I'm 16. Like that's, that was my like pretend like age that I wanted to be. 
And then I come to find out, like, going back and watching these movies as an adult, it's because all the goddamn princesses were 16 or, like, around that age. I'm like, no wonder I thought like that. They were all off getting married and going on amazing <laughs> adventures. And, like, doing. I was like, no wonder I thought. And, like, I turned 16. I'm like, cool, I can drive a car. <laughs> I can't really go anywhere. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if any of you, I mean, this is, like, huge, 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 um, like, content warning. But, like, if you've any of you have watched on Hulu the Brooke Shields documentary, Pretty Not Baby. Yet, but I want to. Not it's out. Not so yeah, yet. it's yeah. it's very, very good. Very, very good. Definitely something I would say like be in a good space. I wouldn't say like watch it right before bed. You'll have, you know, a fine night of sleep. Um, <laughs> definitely not. But and you know, if watching it with a buddy is is great, highly recommend that. But there's a lot of um conversation in that documentary about what was actually going on in that time period in terms of like who was controlling the media, who was controlling the narratives. And it were it really was like a bunch of older white guys that really wanted to normalize the sexualization of young girls. Um, so like, and we, and that's true for Disney as well, unfortunately, where we're seeing like Disney princesses who are like chronologically speaking 16, but they have like these womanly bodies and they're doing womanly things but then at the same time they're 16 and they have to like deal with like listening to what their father says or you know that's that's like a huge like jasmine area like you know Mulan, especially jasmine um, and the jafar yeah. kiss right like, <laughs> you know but we're like how old is jafar right and then we're thinking like how old is jack okay so there's like yeah. there's a lot of these things now that we really need to think about like that is how our brains got wired those were yeah. the things that we were watching on repeat as young women impressionable um, kiddos right yep, and like yeah. and it doesn't matter if you like identify as male female whatever um like that's what we were watching that's what we were considered to accept and like to have that be normalized for us um so again I think that this where like it's so important now to be able to like take the good bits, right? Because there's so much good bits. And I love that y'all talk about the good bits, but it's also, there's this other piece of it where like somebody else was controlling that narrative. And so we have to be very cautious about how we are kind of transmuting that now as adults and how we're passing it on to the next generation. Oh, absolutely. I, I want to add like body image to that too, because it mm, is like so all, true. all of the like you, like you said, they're in all of these heroines are in these like womanly bodies and not only are they like they have breasts and very tiny waists and like when you are a young impressionable kid watching these things a child watching these things you internalize that that's how that's what the desire is like this is what it is to be desirable mm -hmm. i will find a person when i turn 16 and if i have boobs and if i have a tiny waist and if i have like large hip it's like it's very much like and it, it's it was about our bodies as much as it was about like what we were seeing and being hypersexualized yeah. and like yeah. and that like hyper independence too is like you know and, and i i don't think much has changed with that either because you know amber you said you were a nanny i am still a nanny i still have several families that i babysit for and one of those families has a 10 year old girl and she has this like hyper independence about her where she is only 10 but she behaves as though she should be treated like she is an adult and it's hard because it's like 
I understand that and I understand and respect your desire to be independent, but there are things that you absolutely cannot and should not do alone. There are things that it, it is not safe for you to do alone. Um, yeah. And and it's really hard to communicate that while also helping empower her and like help her make her own decisions about things. Mm. Um, I may have mentioned this on a previous episode, but I also may not have. Um, she read a young adult book because she her school, even though she's only in the fourth grade, her school goes from fourth to 12th grade. So she has access to the library Everything. that has like everything yeah yeah and so she checked out this young adult novel um if anyone else has read it it's called one of us is lying there's also a tv show on hulu about it and it is it is that is very too, mature and it's it's for a very a mature book yeah for a 10 yeah. year old to read and she really gratefully asked me to read it with her because she i like to read books with her we like that's like something we do together um, I got her a book for Christmas that she really loved and it was a children's like a like a what is it between like children's book and like young adult book like a kid like a I guess it's just like like grade school aged book yeah I don't know like yeah. still a chapter Denial? book <laughs> yeah I, like, adolescent I don't know still it's still a chapter book a but tween. it's actually actually for kids I guess yeah. um uh for anyone curious about that City of Ghosts by V.E. Schwab um <laughs> And she loved it. And so like we we do that together. We read books together. But when she got one of us is lying out, my first thing was like, oh, my God, like, I don't know that you should be reading this. And she was like, Heather, come on. They let me check it out from the library, like all this stuff. And I talked to her mom about it. I was like, obviously, this is up to you. This is a book that like I have thought about reading as an adult. And I know it is young adult, but like um I know that there are a lot of mature themes there's death there's sex there's xyz thing and her mom had a very interesting response to it too which is like if she's going to be exposed to this I would prefer it's in her own imagination rather than like being projected on her mm. um so like rather than watching the show and seeing these things happen if she's reading it she's imagining the things happening and then she can then go ask her mom or ask me like what does this mean and one of the things was the word whore is in that book oh. a couple times like the kids call each other like someone writes whore across one of their lockers all that kind of stuff and um and so one thing her mom said was like yeah over the weekend she asked me what w-h-o-r means and I was like oh okay and so like e. I think there's it's like there's something there's there's some sort of like intersection between like having being exposed to these things subconsciously and unwillingly and being exposed to them in a way where you can learn and grow in like an empowered way because yeah. like when she first brought that book home I was still like I don't think she should read this I don't think it's okay but with the guidance of her parents it was very much like we prefer this to be the way she's exposed to it rather than you know a different media outlet where she's being like blatantly exposed to it if it's in her imagination she gets to come to us and ask what these things mean, um, which is a little bit better, I guess. Um, but anyway, that's just like a big side tangent, a big like story way of me saying that like, I don't think that society has changed and shifted as much as we think it has in the past yeah. like 25 years. I think it still is focusing on like hyper independence, um, over sexualization and, and, and still about women's bodies like women's bodies are still a daily topic of conversation mm -hmm. 
and it's exhausting and it sucks and it it's just like it's just really difficult that that's what young women have to deal with it's what we had to deal with and not even just young women but like people who are growing up in this society who have to navigate all of that mm. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because I think that, you know, obviously that's a very individual parenting choice, but there is like, they are going, you know, unless like you're living on a like homestead in the middle of nowhere with no TV and no internet and like not going to like school or having any influence from the outside, um, they're going to be exposed to that some way or another, like whether it's through a book that, you know, is maybe a little bit above their developmental level, or even reading into some of these themes that are happening in their quote unquote children's movie, their Disney movie. Like we were talking about like that kiss between like Jasmine and Jafar, like he basically is kind of trying to like hypnotize her into being his sex slave, essentially, you know, it was really like what's happening there. Um, and that I remember like watching that as a a kid being like, you know, that's, that's like wrong. Um, but at the same time, I didn't understand why, like it, it was like, he had to possess her, like essentially like in, in a sense and like, you know, it had to be like him or like no one else and why she was, you know, I knew she was like a princess and everything like that, but like it's like just this whole idea of like beauty being this thing that like women don't beauty in whatever sense, but like, it's not this thing that women own, right? Like men own women. Men are the ones Mm. that are getting to decide. It's the fathers, it's the villains, it's the, you know, the princes. Right. And like, we're, we're really here trying to be like, no, like it's actually like these heroines, these princesses um, that are really getting to, to stand up. And it doesn't matter, you know, if they have tiny waists and big boobs and a full face of makeup flawlessly and (laughs) giant, giant hair billowing out, you know, um, around them, which are like unrealistic, uh, beauty standards, like it, they still are, you know, strong. And like, that is, that gets to be the thing that we get to focus on. And I think that's where, Mm -hmm. like, if you're watching these with a child, it's having that conversation around, yes, like they look a certain way, but can we focus more kind of like on the characteristics or their tenacity or their strength or their resilience rather than, oh my gosh, the prince fell in love with her because she's pretty. Um, yeah. And I think like nobody was having that conversation with me, you know, growing up. And right. so hopefully we can kind of change that a little bit for the next generation. Yeah. yeah. No, I, I love everything you guys are talking about. And that's to your point about, about media. I think we forget how powerful media is and it really does dictate a lot of our societal expectations and standards and, and quote unquote rules and, and whatever. And that really was the, and, and, and that's why we are using media specifically for this podcast, because it's accessible for most people. And it's because it, especially with like Disney and our childhood favorite movies, it's like a quote unquote easier way to kind of dive into those deep layers and, and hold space for the both and, right? Like you're talking about Amber going back, identifying those empowering takeaways, but then also recognizing the subliminal messages we may have gotten about beauty standards and recognizing that this may have fed those narratives that we hold on to. And now we can unlearn them from this adult lens through which we are watching our childhood favorite things. Um, yeah. And so I think I, I love everything you guys are saying. That's such a good point. And, and 
just tying it back to like why we are here today doing what we're doing is so that we can create that safe space for people to have those conversations to maybe get the wheels turning and maybe recognizing like oh I recognize now that in addition to like whether it be my family friends even the media I was consuming kind of made me feel like I had to be this certain way or whatever or maybe that we had only picked up on the like you know coming the thing coming to mind is Mulan maybe the only thing we did pick up was that our reflection shows or by the end our reflection should show who we should be and who everyone tells us we're supposed to be and now that we're adults we're like no actually the message is that our reflection is who we are as we are authentically now you know Um, yeah Amber, you said something that I thought was really powerful. So I just want to like bring it back up again. That was just about like one internalized thing that we held on to was like that beauty belongs to men. Um, and it does come up a lot, uh, almost in every episode we've talked about. Not, I don't think in, in um, Moana, you know, pre, um, what, what, what age are we in Disney right now? Would you say? <laughs> Like, <laughs> I don't even know if they have a name for it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, it's like from Rapunzel on, maybe when I don't, yeah. I don't even know when they came out. But like, that sounds about right. I, yeah, I think that like, but then Rapunzel's is also about beauty, so there's that too. But it's more about the the beauty of uh, like staying youthful and young. Um, and that's more like her mother, the parent child relationship rather than mm-hmm. a male, uh, dominated relationship. But I just thought that that was really powerful because it is a theme that specifically happened in a lot of the Disney movies that we watched growing up, but also in a lot of the media. Um, and I and as you mentioned before, that um, that Brooke Shields special on Hulu does address all of that. Um, so, so yeah. So I just wanted to to just reiterate that point because I thought it was really great. It for for time. I just have two more questions for you guys. Um, yeah. We've talked a lot about our favorite movies and heroines. Do you have a favorite quote from any of those movies? Oh, no. There's <laughs> so many. <laughs> I was going to say, I feel like Allie has at least been throwing throwing them in throughout the episode. Yeah. So. Yeah. yeah, that's true. <laughs> Amber's like, mm. I was going to say, like, uh, I think, like, maybe, like, music, like a song. The no, one. no, I really, because I kind of like mentioned them before, but like, I, I really love, you know, let's get down to business and like, and reflection. Those are probably like my, mm-hmm. my two, but then also at like literally everything from Hercules, like literally everything from Hercules. That I'm whole so soundtrack. happy they're going to be making that into a musical. It's going to be incredible. I hope that they don't drop the ball on it because it has so much potential. Um, I actually have friends that actually saw it at Paper Mill Playhouse. The like, yeah, yeah. So yeah. If you haven't listened to our Megara episode, I haven't yet. Amber, okay, side note. We had one of the actresses who is playing, it's not a spoiler anymore, Hercules' mother in the musical. She was on our episode. So awesome. Can't wait to listen. And HB got to go to Paper Mill and see it. Yeah. Oh my gosh, maybe you were there when my friends were there. Yeah. She's she's one of my one of my friends. So, I know they're yeah. still tweaking and workshopping and all that kind of stuff, but they got they got some work. Yeah, to do you're gonna there, like... you're gonna love that that episode. Yeah. Catherine, Catherine, if you haven't listened yet, Catherine Allison was on our Megara episode where we talked about Hercules and she talked about part of the development process of the Hercules music. Oh, which is really cool. Okay. We have to talk about what I'm listening to stuff, later so. today when I'm folding laundry. Thank you. <laughs> as far <laughs> as I know, 
as far as I know, the soundtrack is still baller, still amazing. Um, oh, yeah. If anything, 100%. it's even better. And I don't know how that's possible. <laughs> <laughs> Allie, you've given us a lot of quotes, but do you do you have a favorite song? Oh, boy. Oh, I'm not giving you all the hard questions. Sorry. I know. <laughs> Honestly, I think it changes from day to day what my favorite is. But I will say one I do always kind of gravitate back to is Some Things Never Change from Frozen 2. That one always makes me smile. And I love all of the different like levels of it that make you feel all warm and fuzzy inside and then make you laugh and all of that. Um, And it's one of those like really good songs of like, hey, we're okay. And like, it's okay. Like, because sometimes, and I will say I am a person where change is difficult for me. I, I push through, I make it through, but change is really hard. And so having a song where it's just like, no, it's okay. Like, it's okay to like where you are right now. And Mm -hmm. like, be sad, like, this isn't mentioned in the song, but in a way, like later in the movie, it's okay to be sad when that change happens and like process that, which is great. Mm. I never really thought about that before. That is, I love that. I love that. Yay. My last question for you guys, who do you think is the most evil Disney villain? I feel like I should ask this first. It's a weird note to end. Okay, on, this but, this um, is yeah. so freaking easy. Oh, <laughs> yeah, Cruella. Okay, yes. like okay, I can't. You think it's okay to murder puppies to make a coat? Like, no. Yeah, just no. Yeah. No, your dog mom like, is no. showing Amber. No. Your dog mom is showing. It's, it's so true. And that's like also, and then I would probably follow that up with Frollo. Honestly, I was going to say Frollo. Like, they're, they're really like, really, because to, to me, like there are vulnerable members of society and anybody who like preys upon vulnerable members of society. Like if you're going to prey upon a perfectly able body, whatever, but like, okay, that's fine. But like, if you're going to take somebody who's already struggling or helpless or can't do anything to defend themselves like a puppy, and you're going to like exploit, harm, use, no, no, no. Like, you know, Scar, like, okay, yeah, you're greedy. Jafar, okay, yeah, you're greedy. But Cruella is literally cruel and twisted and like, you're so not okay. You're so not okay. And like, I did watch the, you know, the live action of that. I forget. I was like flying somewhere. And so I was like, all right, we're going to give this a shot. And like the twist that they did there, like, you know, helped me build a tiny little bit of empathy and compassion, like the littlest bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But if we're going like, you know, OG animated Cruella. And even the Glenn Close one, like, oh, no, the Glenn Close, she was scary. She was absolutely scary. Um, Yeah, Yeah. really, really had me believing. I'm like, you really have no regard for life, like the sanctity of life, like, Mm -hmm. whatsoever. Uh, Fun fact, the 101 Dalmatians is my favorite Disney movie of all time. You are a brave soul. You are a brave soul. I can't, I can't, I get worried for them every single time, even though I make, I know they make it out. Okay. Every single but, time I'm like, you- yeah, it's <laughs> so, it's so beautiful. Um, so I love Cruella. Like, obviously she's horrible. Um, 
I, I love Disney villains. I was like, I need to leave the chat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> um, Amber has left the chat. <laughs> yeah. But I do think that like genocide of a people is worse than killing puppies. I'm just going to say it. Genocide I, of a so your Frollo is your. Yeah. Your, your <laughs> yeah, I went Frollo. Yeah. <laughs> I think both. And the Libra's coming out in me. I think both are. I think both. They're both Those equally are, bad. I was going to say, they rotate. of badness villains. Yeah. Is mom and dad. Genocide of any species, being, living creature is. Yes. That's true. Horrible. That's true. We don't have and to pick. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did ask the question of most evil, but they're both evil. I mean, all of the villains just like. Yeah, they really... rotate with the top. Yeah, like depending on the time. And that's the other thing, too, is like depending on the context through which we're talking about evil. Right. Like. Yeah. 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 Um, I will say, though, if we're going to go into who has the best Disney villain song, that is yeah. Dr. Facilier. Yes. Ooh, that's a, or good, Scar. That's a good point. Scar's good. Scar's song. My my thought is uh, with the new Princess and the Frog ride that they're bringing to the parks, if the lift hill is not the portion of Friends on the Other Side where it's just, are, are you ready? ready? As they're ticking <laughs> yes. up the hill. They did yes. it wrong. Yes. <laughs> they did it wrong. That's such a good Make point. note, Disney. Make note. <laughs> Basically, oh. that's, that's my thing. If that's not the lift hill, I'm not riding it. <laughs> I don't have any other questions. Do you guys have any other thoughts, notes, feelings before we wrap up? I think I'm all good. I'm I'm good. My brain is sufficiently like wowed. <laughs> I yeah, truly, really. Uh <laughs> like I was like, oh, this will be a cute, fun little, you know, discussion. And that's not to say, like, obviously I, I know y'all get deep. I've I've listened to some of the other episodes, but I was not ex it, it, like I was like, I don't know what I'm gonna be able to offer this conversation, but I'm gonna just show up and try my no, apparently I you have offered lots of so much. I have really? lots of thoughts. <laughs> Lots of yeah, thank you for having me on this was this was really really like this was really juicy really fun very expansive um I really just appreciated being able to yeah like have a really like deep conversation about this stuff that often I feel like gets kind of like over overlooked but there's so much goodness and and juiciness and things to things to look at in a new and different way which is what I'm all about so appreciate that mm. Well, thank you both for, and, and Meg, um, when you listen to this, I know you had to leave, but thank, thank you, you all for, yeah, <laughs> thank you all for, for being here, for your time, your energy, your insights, your uh, jokes, your laughs, your deep personal shares. Um, this has been so much fun and I can't wait to yeah. do it again. Um, and I can't wait to have y'all again on the podcast at some point, like for sure. We're going to bring y'all back because- um, Yes, apparently please. we have thoughts and feelings and things to share. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Thank you. Thank you for, for sharing. And um, and I think that the audience will have a lot of really beautiful takeaways from this. So yes. And happy um, summer break, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> happy summer break. Um, all of the links to follow the amazing guests that we've had. We're gonna be in the show notes. You can follow them on Instagram, yes. social media, TikTok, wherever. Um, and we'll see everyone again in the fall. <laughs> Yay. <Okay>, bye. <laughs> bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mental Health Multiverse podcast and for spending time with us, HB and LB. Special shout out to our musical composer, Little HB. 
If you enjoyed this episode and you'd like to help support the podcast, feel free to share it with others, post about it on social media, leave a rating and review, or become an exclusive Patreon member to see bonus and additional content. To stay up to date on all things MHM, you can follow us on Instagram at Heather Bodie and at LittleBin underscore not broken, or subscribe to our YouTube channel to see our faces and watch some fun bloopers. You can find all of these links in the show notes. Thanks again, and we'll see you next time.